Cool. Hi there, and welcome to the No Code SaaS podcast. This is episode 20. It's where we talk about uh, building a SaaS business without having to be a programmer. Uh, so uh, I'm James, and I'm joined here today with Kieran. How's it going? How's it going? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been it's been a fantastic uh, fantastic few weeks. Super busy. Uh, sounds like you've been really busy as well. I think there's uh, some exciting news you've uh, you've got to to share this week. So I can't wait to hear all about that. So yeah, I don't know if you want to dive in and tell us about uh, what's been going on. Yeah. So the the big news, um, the biggest news I've had for quite a long time is that. Uh, yep.so has been acquired um, wow which is very exciting um yeah i guess people who've been listening to the podcast for a while will probably know that i haven't really been doing much on it for quite a long time um especially not building new features not doing any marketing um but the great thing about it is that it has kind of stayed steady um in terms of mrr and in terms of new users uh, cancelling out the churn um, but yeah, a few, probably a couple of months ago, I got a DM on Twitter from someone saying, would you be interested in selling it? Uh, and I, you know, I said, potentially yes, because why would, why would you not say potentially? Um, and then we had a call, he asked for some details. Well, first I, I told him like the minimum price just to make sure he was in the right ballpark. I was like, I calculated like the minimum price I would go to. Um, just to make sure he was serious. And then he said, yeah, let's have a call. So we had a call. Um, he asked for some details. I dug out the details and then he was still interested. Um, so we continued just discussing kind of via DMs and then occasionally we'd have a call and I'd show him some stuff. And I was really, really honest about, um, you know, where the product is at. I was honest about the fact that I built this a couple of years ago and, it's you know it's quite a messy build i'd say i've just i've added a lot of stuff to it it's got a ton of features but it's not been particularly thought out well and if i was building from scratch today i would do it quite differently um and he was okay with that um and yeah i I just explained the whole thing warts and all and then he still seemed interested and then eventually we got down to the nitty-gritty um he sent me he he made up an asset purchase agreement and and we kind of made a few changes to it and then yeah we we signed the deal we we didn't use any kind of escrow service he just transferred me the money and and we sat down on a like a two-hour call and i transferred him like all the accounts of which there were many which i had forgotten about but yeah there's like so much stuff uh surrounding any single SaaS product uh, and then yeah we're yeah it's pretty much done now and then the last month I agreed as part of the agreement I said that I would do like 10 hours of dev work for him and add features and definitely fix any any bugs that he discovered um, and yeah thankfully there hasn't been too much stuff so we've just about got to the end of that um, and I've, I gave him copies of my courses so my hope is that he will be able to learn bubble and fully maintain it um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, um, you know, for where he's going to take the product because he's definitely got way more motivation than me. He's probably better at marketing than, than I ever was. Um, and it actually seems to be doing well. Like one funny thing that happened was 
um, a couple of weeks ago, Yep got launched on Product Hunt, which it never has done before. Um, and I assumed that he'd done it because, you know, by that point I'd handed over everything to him. I just assumed he'd been really quick and been like, I'm just going to launch this. But um, he messaged me and said, did you launch on Product Hunt? And I said, no. And someone else had, had launched it. Uh, and it, you know, it got um, number seventh product of the day and it got like 42 comments or something from people all really positive. Um, so it did did really well. And he said like um, there were like 200 new users signed up or something, which is you know crazy. Imagine if we'd actually planned it and been promoting it. It could have been huge. Um, but. Yeah, so it, it seems to be doing really well already, and he's already put in place some changes, which I think will be positive for the product. So uh, it's pretty exciting, and it's it feels good for me um, just to be able to like close close the the chapter and and kind of move on to some new stuff that perhaps I'm a bit more excited about. Although uh, I think I'll always have a certain amount of regret and and what ifs in my head about you know maybe maybe that was the product that i should have um dug down into and, and gone harder on but um yeah overall it's been a really good experience um and he's he's a nice guy i think that's the, the most important thing is that we've both been really honest uh, and open with each other from the start and there was no messing about so um i said to him like i don't i don't even want to think about going through if it's going to take ages because for a product that size where your MRR, MRR is 700, um, you know, the price is never going to be huge. So uh, it wouldn't be worth going through the whole thing if it's going to be a long and drawn out affair. And thankfully it wasn't. No, I mean, that's, and that's amazing. Congrats. I think that's, uh, it's fantastic to see you take it through the whole cycle kind of uh, from that initial idea to building it and growing it. And then, uh, you know, get that acquisition on the other end. And I think, you know, it's going to be a story that lots of people are interested to hear about because, you know, that is a lot of people's goal with building uh, SaaS, particularly with Bubble, is to, yeah, take it through to an acquisition. So it's going to be really interesting to hear about that whole process and uh, and what the handover was like. What did, what did that look like? Did you kind of go through the code base with him and talk him through everything or did you document everything? How did you kind of have was that 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 is one of the things that you often hear about bubble apps is you know handing it over from one person to another it, it, you know there it, without documentation it is it is tricky sometimes so that'd be fantastic to hear a little bit how about how that went yeah i mean i think that's always going to be difficult when you're handing over a complex product whether it's built with code or with no code um i basically did a fairly detailed um probably 45 minute long video loom video walkthrough of the app and and all the features and i kind of explained in kind of vague terms about how each part worked um and then he asked me we like made a shared to-do list and he had a bunch of like little things he wanted changes changed and some new stuff he wanted added like he wanted to add stripe instead of paddle for the payments and so I did all those things and then I recorded a video for him for each of them explaining exactly what I'd done um, to show him how he can do it himself. Because really, I really want him to be able to maintain it himself. Not that, um, you know, not that I think he necessarily has to, but I think it would be 
it would be to his advantage to not have to rely on a developer to do all this stuff. And I really think he would enjoy um, building anyway. He's that kind of person. So, um, yeah, it was mainly just recording these videos and, and explaining things. And then, I, you know, I said to him, I'm always going to be here if you need me to explain anything else. And we've, like, agreed an hourly rate beyond, like, this first month, um, which is, like, below my normal hourly rate but you know all i'm going to be doing is explaining my own product so it's fine and um yeah so i think we've got like a, a good arrangement he knows i'm not just going to disappear and stop answering messages so he feels like there is some support there if he needs it and obviously if he finds if he decides he doesn't want to maintain it himself and wants to get another bubble dev involved then i would do a handover to them as well um because it's no issue for me but i think with with no code um because it is so accessible and the fact that i can just give him you know here's an entire bubble course that i've just made that explains like how to build sites very similar to this and explains all the principles um i think being able to do that is just so different from handing over a, a code product where you're not going to say here's my here's my course on javascript and here's my course on rails and all this stuff so it's yeah it's good it's it's fairly painless and then in terms of the actual like handing over of the accounts um you know there were tons of different accounts i just for most of them i just changed the email address on the account and then just gave him the username and password uh and thankfully i've been using a password manager so all my passwords are like truly random rather than you know the name of my pet so um that was that was fairly painless um but there were a lot of little things that i hadn't thought of that came up but it was we just had a shared google sheet and a list of all the accounts and then i just put in the the uh, the credentials and stuff and now he has that to access them awesome and uh, i think it's yeah there's just there's so much to to unpack there. <laughs> there's um uh, yeah I, I i kind of learned myself when when i did uh, sold a previous app on microacquire the amount of stuff I kind of underestimated at the, the beginning like that that whole handover process there is quite a lot that you have to do um, I should say, everyone as well, if you're listening live and you have any questions for Kieran about the whole process, then just drop us a reply and we'll kind of try and answer them in real time. Uh, but yeah, the other the other kind of thing I wanted to dive into a little bit was two things, really. So the, the entire time from beginning to end, so from first kind of message to that, the, the final kind of transfer, really. And also what your experience of transferring over the Stripe account was, because uh, I know that was something that I had some, took a little bit longer than I was expecting when I uh, sold a, a product a while back. So it'd be interesting to hear those kind of things as well. Um, I'm just trying to check if my Twitter DMs would work. I'll be able to get the like first date that he contacted me. Um, but I estimate, it might have been... It might have been about four months from when we first started talking. Yeah, um, I think that, that's fairly in line with what I uh, what what my experience was. It's 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 rarely very you know like a week or anything like that. Just mm. for the nature of these things, like it takes a while to go back and forth. Uh, but I think it, it's really helpful when you it sounds like your buyer, you know, you have a good a good relationship. I think that is really the main the main consideration i've with, with with acquisitions is is the the relationship with the buyer because if mm. it if it's if you have good communication and it's 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 easy flowing it's it doesn't feel so painful 
Um, so that was certainly something I noticed, like when I listed on microacquire, I had something like a hundred inbound uh, requests uh, for the previous product I worked on and really sifting through <laughs> to find, you know, who's serious, who, who do you feel like you could actually work with is, is one of the main initial things really that I, I found is like if, if you have a good relationship from the beginning, it makes everything else a lot easier uh, and and how did you how did you find transferring over everything to do with stripe was that all fairly straightforward um so we didn't actually need to transfer stripe because at that point it was all in paddle so the the stripe part he has set up his own new stripe account and then i just integrated that with his api keys the paddle part um yeah i basically I basically just gave him the login to the paddle account and he changed over the bank account details to his bank and we're still trying to get them to change the official name of the company in the settings which you just have to contact them directly but they they haven't replied to any messages um but as long as the as long as the payouts are going to him and hopefully soon it will be like just change the just changing the name of the business in the settings of the account and then yeah that's that was it like we did look at whether it's possible to transfer the ownership of the entire account but it seemed like that was more difficult so we we're like let's just do it this way um i don't know if that's the optimal way to do it but uh, yeah it it, i think it's fairly similar to my experience with with stripe i think we had to get in, in touch with customer service a little bit uh to kind of move move over to another entity but yeah it wasn't too bad in the end but it sounds like you've kind of skipped a lot of that because of paddle being the intermediary and being able to kind of effectively swap it out there so that's an interesting that's an yeah. interesting point um and so what what do you feel like is is next on, on your kind of uh radar then so uh because you've been focused on yet for quite a while and we've been obviously speaking about you building it uh, you mentioned that you kind of wanted to free up a bit to work on new things. So, do you have a kind of a new big project in mind that you want that you wanted to free up your time to to work on? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've always got I've always got like ten. Um, yeah, I've got a few things that I'm building personally. So, like I I spoke about it before, but like this interview app um which i've got a couple of people trying out and just trying to find use cases for it and i actually sent you know sent some cold emails and uh to some like local recruiters near where i live and i'm hopefully going to actually talk to them about whether it's useful or figure it out um and then yeah i've got a couple of other projects so one of them i'm working with joe brown who's another no coder um or no code legend rather and we're working on a UTM link manager called hyperlinks, hyperlinks.com. Uh, so we're trying to find like beta testers for that or we'll get our first paying customers. Like the, the product is pretty much done. Um, we've been working on that over the last few weeks. Uh, I actually had a call uh, like a couple of hours ago with a listener of this podcast who reached out to me and he said he really enjoys listening to this podcast and he said that he heard an uh, episode where I'd said that, you know, if anyone's got any stuff they want building, let me know, like ideas for enterprise SaaS. And he had, he has an idea or he, he has some software that he needs for his company. Um, so he 
told me about it and yeah i said this this sounds good so like yeah he's gonna kind of sketch out some wireframes and stuff and um hopefully i'll get a chance at building like an mvp and then we'll see if it's useful to him and uh if it is then yeah i think he'd be willing to just pay for it as a SaaS, and then i could hopefully you know find some other customers so so that's really promising and that all came out of just talking about stuff on on this podcast um and yeah i've got like i've got a few other projects apart from those but nothing nothing huge but they're all kind of uh just dipping my toe in the water and seeing if anything gets real traction and then if it does then i'll you know focus on that i think with yep was was taking up quite a lot of my headspace and now yeah now there is a gap where where it was like i can no longer say that i have a no code SaaS that's that's earning revenue um so i'm i'm keen to get back to a situation where i can say that um and i'm also keen to um to choose an idea that gets past the kind of levels that yep was at um and i don't know if that's uh by choosing a different market or finally you know pulling my finger out and actually doing some sales and marketing uh as you do very well um but yeah it would be good for the next project to be uh like a slightly faster growth trajectory awesome so i mean that's uh, it's kind of uh, you're going to take everything that you've learned from yep and maybe apply it to a different market maybe uh maybe enterprise i mean i've often raved about you know b2b products and you know, i love working on those because um, I think Yep was a little bit more kind of almost B two C, wasn't it? Really, it was it was kind of it was to, it was to individuals, which is you know it is a tricky. <laughs> it's got its own set of challenges to to build that software. So, yeah, and the, I mean the other thing I, that we've spoken about before when thinking about what to build is what your kind of customer acquisition channel is going to be. You know whether you're going to go for you know something that's on like in my example like the shopify app store or advertising or content or whatever it's going to be how how is how are you going to drive uh those kind of motivated customers to to sign up and and pay so yeah i'm going to be it's going to be fascinating to uh follow along from that but now you've kind of gone full circle once on on that to you know build to acquisition so i think it's i'm sure we're going to have lots more to talk about on, on that in the future but it's uh super exciting um and there is some other news as well that we needed to talk about which has been kind of bubbling away for a little while uh and uh it's something that uh we're, we're me and kieran are going to be working on next year uh so uh, do you want to uh talk a little bit about that oh uh, you you go ahead with this announcement i don't want to take up all the airtime <laughs> yeah so uh obviously kieran and i were both at the no code summit in paris last year and then at the first ever uh, well, this year actually uh, and and the first ever BubbleCon, uh, and we were you know we loved both of those events and we thought they were so great we kept on saying you know why isn't there anything like this in the uk uh, it feels like you know uh, we should be doing something here it felt like no code france was kind of way ahead of anything that was happening here and we felt like there would be uh, an audience to do a cool uh, no-code themed event in the UK that was really focused on kind of how-tos, stories, workshops, 
really kind of diving into some of the stories like we've just talked about with Kieran about someone who's, you know, built a profitable product, taken it through to acquisition. You know, how do you get to work full time uh, on a SaaS product, which incidentally was the the talk we gave in in Paris. And it was, uh, you know, I think there were a lot of people were interested on, on hearing about that. But, you know, I think we've both kind of come from working in other jobs and we now both make our living full time uh from building on bubble basically and that's something a lot of people are interested in so we're gonna uh put on an event in london in may uh where we're gonna do all of this uh it's gonna be kind of like a, a conference type thing it's gonna be called no code uk uh kieran's just put the the link up there so you can uh find out more right now uh, there's a yep page for it so if you head to yep.so slash p slash no code uk uh you can find out everything there we've got a, a super early bird deal on tickets right now so we're kind of selling tickets and incrementally as more tickets get sold the price is kind of going up so it is a good idea to get in there and and have a look at it and the date i think is may the 21st so it is a tuesday so uh yeah take a look and uh we'd love to see you there we're really excited to build up uh, a ton of really awesome speakers we've already spoken to quite a few people about uh coming and doing some talks and workshops and i think the lineup is going to be pretty special so yeah i don't know what what what's your thoughts on it kieran uh yeah i mean i'm like you i'm just really excited to um do something more centralized around no code in the uk already it doesn't feel like there's a particularly strong community here especially after seeing what it was like at the no code summit in france although i know there are lots of no coders in the uk and obviously there's uh, occasional drinks and stuff that pierre organizes which i don't make it down to that often um i know webflow has a has a very good community but i think beyond that there's nothing uh, that's more kind of broader for just general no coders so I think it will be excellent to get everyone together. I think it will be excellent to take um, the best parts of the conferences that we attended and and try and just focus on making it like that. So focusing on stuff for makers like us, um, less kind of corporate pitches and more just learning from each other and socializing and, and meeting people and, and making connections and, and hopefully, you know, working together in the future. So I think it will be more focused on that um, and that's just going to be good. I think it will be a lot of fun. Um, and especially, you know, it's, it's going to be small for sure the first time, but that will, in a way that's kind of better because you get to know people better and it'll be, it'll be fantastic to, to have like a no code, uh, community in the UK that, you know, you can travel to a different city and you say, Oh, I know a few people who live here just through the no code conference or something. Um, yeah. And in terms of the early bird discounts, so there are 20 tickets there are 20 discount codes with no code 49 where you get um a ticket for 49 pounds which is like 100 pounds off so that's a really good deal some of those are already gone um but if you're quick you can you can get like the super early bird tickets and then after that um there are 20 tickets at 99 pounds using no code 99 um but i'll yeah I'll maybe i'll attach those to the tweet of this uh of this uh podcast so that people can see them all Awesome. Yeah. So uh, we've, uh, this is kind of the first kind of public uh, announcement that we're doing about it, but we are going to be ramping up uh, kind of 
talking about this and promoting it because i think yeah like you say i think one of the best things that came out of those other two events for me was was really meeting people and uh learning from them and seeing the amazing stuff that people are building and that's really what we want to bring to this event is uh you know really make it a great place to connect with other people building with no code learning uh, a huge amount and uh yeah kind of building out your network of people that uh, that you know in the space because as we know it's kind of growing and it's new so uh, I'm really excited we're going to be doing uh, this first event in London and we're gonna we really hope to see a lot of you there and we I, I'm sure we'll be doing some live uh, live events and streaming uh, from it as well uh, but I think you'll you really get the most out of it from being there I think uh, as we saw from uh, Pierre's fantastic no code drinks events that he's been uh, doing in London and all around the world now. I hope, I think he's going to come and do one in London as well for this. Uh, fingers crossed, Pierre. Uh, but yeah, I think that is where you really get a lot of value out of these things is uh, coming and chatting with other founders and uh, people in the ecosystem. So it is really, really well worth attending. And yeah, you've got, we've got a while uh, to plan. So you've got uh, up until May, but I would get in there early because yeah, when we're it, like like Kieran said, it's probably not going to be a huge, huge event. Uh, it's going to be you know fairly intimate uh, this first one, uh, so it's a, a really good chance to make some good connections with people. So yeah, I think those are our two kind of big uh, announcements for this week. Uh, I, I I I think I'll probably save all my updates uh, from working on uh, user loop to next week because I've been super marketing focused. So uh, we'll have a bit more to talk about on that next week, but I think we've uh, we've covered quite a lot uh, this week. Uh, any other things you wanted to add, Kieran? No, no, I think that's all good. Let's keep it nice and short. People uh, probably can't take too much after those two big announcements. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, congrats on the acquisition. That's so so. That's awesome to hear. It's uh, great for the whole ecosystem. I think you know the more stories like this that we have out there, I think the more people realize yes, you know this can be a full time source of income. You can have exits just like any other startup. It's really really great. So that has been awesome. And yeah, the No Code UK event in May next year, May twenty first, Tuesday. So check out the uh, yep.so slash p slash no code UK uh, link and the uh, discount codes that Kieran is going to tweet shortly. So thanks for joining us. We will uh, see you probably for one more episode, uh, one or two more episodes this year where we're going to try and do a wrap up of everything that's happened in the year and looking forward to maybe our predictions for what is coming next year in the no code space. But yeah, thank you for listening or watching. And uh, yeah, congrats again, Kieran. Thank you. And thanks, everyone. Cheers, and thanks. Bye.